This is 251 Now with Kelly Finley, the go-to place for what's happening in our local community. Presented by Spring Hill College. The businesses you need to know about, local artists to support, restaurants to visit, community leaders making a difference, local topics you and your friends are talking about now. Good Sunday morning and welcome to 251 Now with Kelly Finley. Hopefully hopefully you are enjoying your Thanksgiving Day holiday with your family and your friends and really thankful and grateful for all that you have. And in order to do that, we also like to have great friends who are in studio with us once again and actually first time visitor. <laughs> um, as I do each Sunday, I have my guests introduce themselves, tell you which organization they're with, and then we get right to the conversation at hand. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Who's going first? I'm Meg Fowler. Glad to be here. I'm the director of the History Museum of Mobile. Welcome back, ma'am. I'm Melissa Harville, and I'm also at the History Museum of Mobile in marketing and events. Thanks Welcome. for having us. Yes. Welcome <laughs> to the show. Very excited. You you two, and I know you have a, a crew of um, a team that are working really hard to bring so much goodness to the area, and they're really opening our eyes and making history fun, like informative and something that the entire family can enjoy so we have this exhibit that first of all you had uh breaking news it was i remember watching on facebook live like what are they gonna say what are they gonna say (laughs) so tell us tell us meg well in january we are opening a really exciting exhibition called dressing the abbey featuring 35 costumes from the hit television series, Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. Now, what if, me, what if someone hasn't seen this hit series? Will I feel comfortable enough to be in there and I can appreciate the beauty and learn as well? Or do I need to hurry up and go watch a few episodes? Well, of course you should watch a few episodes. <laughs> but this really is an exhibition that everyone will enjoy. So... What we like to think about is how, so without a doubt, this is going to be a beautiful, sumptuous, visually rich exhibition. We're building scenes around each of the costumes. Um, But we, but the, the wardrobe from uh, this very, you know, a very iconic wardrobe is really an entry point into being able to talk about the social and cultural and historic changes that happened in the 1920s, particularly following World War One. Um, and fans of the show will recognize that as as a major theme. Um, but we we see these textiles as a way of breaking open really fascinating stories about um, about the social and and cultural changes. And so when you have you know you get to see the evolution of the high Edwardian necklines and all the laces. Um, that then morph into the what we think of as more the flapper dresses, right? The looser cuts, the the shorter um, shorter hemlines, maybe even above the knee. Those are changes that are happening in fashion, but they're reflecting and sometimes even helping create social changes. Mm. Um, and so that's really where the focus of the exhibition is, and that's that kind of really transformative moment in the history of the Western world that the exhibit focuses on. This is something that is already fascinating just hearing you describe it. And I know, I know you made sure from a marketing standpoint, Melissa, that the word was really pushed out there. What's some of the feedback that you're hearing from people now that they know? Yeah, it's all been positive. We cannot wait. We knew that when we kind of pulled the trigger on this, I guess, that once it was out there in the world, that we had been waiting on it for so long and it felt so far off. Then finally, once we did it, I think we were all a little bit nervous 
this um, <laughs> just because it was such a big announcement. Right. But everyone has been so excited. Lots and lots of comments. We can't wait. We're going to come in town and bring our friends and plan a trip and do all these things. And we're like, wow, really? <laughs> Is that big of a deal? Yeah, yeah. We're so excited. And for some, this may be their first time, you know, in the museum, but it's it doesn't just stop there. There's so much there um, that you have on the various levels and the various rooms. And I'm, I'm just amazed how it seems like you're always changing. It's like, like a storefront. You're always updating and changing. So visually, you have to walk around and see more. And it's fun. It's so much fun. And history is so fascinating. And we have such a rich history here in Mobile, too, that mm-hmm. a lot of things people might not know. And we have all of these artifacts and objects that they can come see and learn about. And, uh, you know, it's, it's right there. It's a big white building downtown. You can't miss it. <laughs> like I was saying before we started, I, I think some people may either forget or if they are new to town, not know. But what a gem that is. Um, the History Museum of Mobile right there on Royal Street, Royal and uh, Government Street and Church Street. And when you walk into those doors, it's, it, it, it really takes your breath away when you see that staircase. It just, ooh. But with this exhibit, Meg, what does it take to get a, an exhibit of this magnitude here to Mobile? And, and how long will it be here? It takes years of work to get an exhibit that's going to be here for 12 short weeks. <laughs> um, and so, so it'll be open from the end of January to the end of April. We've been working. So the process starts with looking for the exhibition finding exhibitions that might be a good fit for Mobile, for the History Museum, negotiating for those contracts. Then once all that happens, the the internal planning process starts. And just preparing the gallery that it's going to be installed in takes months and months um, from designing and laying out and painting and crafting. In this case, we're sourcing antiques, local antiques, um, to create these kind of stage sets around each of the the pieces, each of the textiles. So months of work. Um, it'll be fast and furious when it gets here. <laughs> There's a movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, how long have you been at the museum? I, my one-year anniversary is right around the corner. Oh, so. my goodness. What a way to celebrate. <laughs> yeah. So before coming on board, um, had you ever seen anything like this come to fruition? Because... I would imagine, I mean, again, as a visitor, we, we, one day it's there, one day it's not. But, I mean, you're there seeing layer after layer. H- had you ever seen anything like this? No, and it, it's so much fun to work in a museum environment. Like you said, there's so much changing. There's so much to see. There's so many people in and out. Um, and I come from the nonprofit world, but, you know, when I remember when I came in for my interview, I think it was the first time I'd been in the building. And then after I got the job, my first day, Meg and I were walking to get coffee, and she said, okay, so the next big exhibition is going to be a Down Abbey exhibit, and I almost fell down. <laughs> I said, are you serious? Oh, my gosh, I'm a big fan. So <laughs> all the dream come true, <laughs> yes. And, like, everyone I know is so excited to be there. Just, you know, like, wow, really the actual costumes. They're not replicas. People have asked us that. No, they're, they're the, the actual. actual. Yes, the real costume was worn by Maggie Smith and all of the characters in the show. So... <laughs> What? Yes. No. Are they at a at a distance where we can look at them lovingly, or are you getting up close to these exhibits? Do you They'll be close enough to examine in detail. Now, don't go touch it. I right, right. <laughs> That's why those signs are there. <laughs> but they'll be they'll be really um, oh, close goodness. enough to examine, and just the the craftsmanship and the quality of that textile design. There's so much to learn, even from um, historical fabrics and textiles, and 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 how how these different um, costumes shape 
identities, mm-hmm. um, both kind of within the realm of the the Downton Abbey world, but then but then more broadly how. Um, what we wear shapes our own projection of ourself in the world. Right, especially as women. I mean, you, you look how much fashion has changed and what's, what's once been has come back around. And, and it's, funny, it's funny to see young people trying to introduce us to maybe, I don't know, bell bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> I think we know what those are. Um, but, but that's the beauty. But I think, Melissa, you touched on something. You know, history is great and fun, but it, it takes a great teacher, I think. To, mm-hmm. to relay that. And when you have a fun exhibit where you can learn and talk and get the conversation going and then start researching then maybe catch up on a few episodes, that is brilliant. Yeah, and you'll get hooked, too, if you haven't watched the show. See, that's what I'm kind yeah. of afraid of. Don't be afraid. It's, it's a wonderful <laughs> journey to go down. It's going to take a little, but you got time. You know, yes, That's true. That's true. That's what friends are for. Start now. <laughs> I, lo- I love that. So from a, from a purposeful standpoint, Meg, the purpose of this, if someone were saying, why would I come? Why, why, would, I exi- why would I enjoy this exhibit? What's, what's that big purpose that you're hoping they pull away from this and then carry on? So what we know as historians and as art historians is that a well-interpreted object can open onto all these discourses of history and philosophy and society and culture. And so we invite people to come um, and to enjoy the, the the visual pleasure of the experience of, of seeing a really beautiful exhibition um, and then be challenged to think about the ways that, that it inflects culture and history. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Your background, how long have you been in your position at the museum? About three and a half years. Okay. And then your background from an educational standpoint, which I know, and I always ask you to talk about it, but share that as well. I um, recently finished my doctorate in art history. Excuse me. Excuse me, Dr. (laughs) Fowler. That's right. My goodness. So I have a master's in art history and and a doctorate. Um, from Tulane, went to Alabama, a proud graduate of the university for undergrad, and uh-huh. and um, spent, as did your sister, yes. um, some time in France teaching English in France. Mm-hmm. And that helps pour into that culture. You coming from the nonprofit pours into that culture. Um, that's the beauty of, I think, arts and culture, is that no matter your background, your experience helps to make it come to, come to life. And that's what we need more of. I think, you know, now we're so busy on our phones and and looking forward that we're forgetting about where we came from. Absolutely. And take the time to slow down and walk and read panels and look at objects and just kind of reflect on what they mean and what they meant at the time when they were, you know, maybe relevant or, you know, and then they're here now. Um, and we have some really fascinating objects, and 117,000 of them you <laughs> in know, the museum. I was just about to ask you. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're that, in that basement there. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I know we were able to see it um, because the trail, we have our office there, the Dora Franklin, fin- Dora, excuse me, Dora Franklin Finley African American Heritage Trail. And so I remember we were treated to a tour, and there's no way all those artifacts could be there, is what we were thinking. And then. It's like those magical shelves that are pulled out of the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and just the pristine, um, you know, um, gosh, the I can't even find my words because it's so beautiful just how everything is kept up and taken care of and preserved. Mm-hmm. And that takes a lot of work and a lot of a wealth of, of knowledge in order to do such. It takes a, a staff working year round. Um, behind the scenes mm-hmm. to protect and preserve what is our region's cultural heritage, as Melissa said, 117,000 objects. 
and we're just getting started. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about how families can get in on memberships, um, other upcoming events, as well, um, and the Clotilda. That's something that really is it's an international story that um, has great significance right here in our city. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more on 251 Now with Kelly Finley right after this. And welcome back. If you've just uh, joined us, you've got great timing. And if you've been listening, you know we've been talking all things History Museum of Mobile. My guests, I know they don't get caught up in their titles, so I'll keep it very simple. Megan, Melissa, Eminem. <laughs> um, they're here uh, talking about this great exhibit that's coming our way. Okay, so the date's January 28th through April the 22nd. Mm-hmm. Melissa gave me the cheat sheet, so yes. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, so the Dressing the Abbey exhibition, that's then. But you also wanted to talk about a connector, so to speak. How so, Meg? So from our own collection, we were talking just a minute ago about over 117,000 objects in our collection, only 1% of those are on permanent display. The rest are in storage. So from that 99% that don't usually see the light of day, we're curating an exhibition called Dressing Mobile, Fashion from the Port City. And so these will show that that's similar from about 1890 to 1930 period, similar changes in what was happening in fashion from local collections, from, from local donors. Um, and, and from our own collection. So um, really an interesting way to see, to kind of access the the local story, to make the local connections and compare what would have been happening here to what was happening in the UK. Um, we're also always looking to make local connections in all sorts of ways. And, and certainly in Mobile, we have a rich history of costume design when we think about Mardi Gras. That's right. This exhibit will be here over Mardi Gras, um, and we'll be bringing in some costume designers for some special lectures. Mardi, local Mardi Gras costume designers will also be bringing in um, a costume designer who worked on the Downton Abbey um, dresses. And so a cu- couple different ways, but but also looking to make those local connections with um with what that means to work with textiles and and what that experience is and and how we really have excelled at that in Mobile. So with that that time period that you just mentioned for both of you, my question would be which time period would you step back into and what maybe one or two items are must-haves if you had to? Oh, my gosh. That's a tough question. You take it first. I don't know. (laughs) I could not choose. (laughs) Okay, you can have three. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The slapper dresses are are lots of fun. Yeah. um, Certainly, and and, um, Melissa has done such a terrific job planning events. Certainly, guests will be invited to wear their 20s-inspired costumes Ooh, and dresses and yes. and um and men as well at, at a number of the events that melissa has been planning mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so th- so you don't have to step you you can you can embody it and yeah. <laughs> yourself right we here. highly encourage that you do that i, I like that and the, and the fact that the visitors are invited along so that maybe you can pick from you know all all across those time periods mm-hmm. to get into the to get into the fun this sounds fantastic like i'm ready now yeah <laughs> Talk about, Melissa, talk about the Lunch and Learn, um, that many times you know you see some familiar names, or sometimes they're international names, but uh, how does that process look if, if our friends are on your website and say, I want to go to that? What do they need to know? 
So uh, we have a monthly lunch and learn. It's free to the public, and they can bring their lunch or not. They can just come and listen. We've got some fantastic speakers coming up. Our education department puts all that together. And um, we promote it on our social media, and there's also a page on our website where they can find the list. We haven't put it there yet for the next year, but it's coming. (laughs) (laughs) Of all of the wonderful speakers we have, both local and international, that um, we can put on that schedule. I love it. Now, the the museum to me is kind of like a big tree, right? And then it has limbs that go out. And if you hop on your website, and I pulled this, it says the History Museum of Mobile is where Mobile's story begins. Three sites, the History Museum of Mobile, Colonial Fort Condi, and the Phoenix Fire Museum bring Mobile's past to life for tens of thousands of visitors each year. Are people surprised or visitors surprised to know that that connection, those limbs, reach that far? It's not just about this gorgeous History Museum of Mobile, but you've got kind of like a brother and a sister. Well, certainly, and and it speaks kind of to um, the broad way that the History Museum interprets history. Um, Fort Condi, in particular, is a lot about living history. So events and and, um, the experience there, you might find someone in colonial clothes. And, you know, there's... um, there's a lot of different ways to do history, and different sites allow us to embrace those different ways of doing history. Mm-hmm. You can you can add that to your family vacation. You can it's a great way. And I know on um, particular Sundays it's free to get into the museum. Mm-hmm. That's right. Once a month we have a free Sunday event. Um, the Phoenix Fire Museum is always free, and Fort Condi comes with the admission to that comes with your History Museum admission. So you can just stop by, get your ticket, go to all three. We mentioned social media. Give us your which. What are the platforms? That that, that you um, choose to broadcast on? Um, Facebook and Instagram mostly, and it's all, our handle is at History Museum of Mobile. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, also, love this, the Children's Discovery Room. Um, I remember when you opened that, I had to come check it out. And it <laughs> the little kids were, I mean, like squealing. They love just the, the touch, because it's important to touch and to feel and to experience and to try on clothes and sit here and take these pictures. Um, some people may not have gone there, or maybe they don't have children, and so they didn't do what I did. And I, I mean, I do have kids, but they're not that young anymore. <laughs> but I had to experience it. Um, if I'm walking into that room, what am I seeing? It's a French colonial mobile and all the different people groups who would have been represented at that moment that the French arrived um, in Mobile. And it's really important for us to have a place to engage the next generation of learners and and historians and to help bring history to life for our very youngest visitors. I like on your website how you see this is where families can explore a French ship, play real African drums, try on colonial clothing, practice basket weaving, and more. It sounds like a great play date. I mean, or a birth date or both. It's a great place to come. And if you're a member of the museum, you can come again and again. Um, Membership allows you free admission throughout the year. And are there different tiers to the membership um, that families, because, you know, right about now, I I don't know if our family is kind of like a lot of families, but you try to do something different each year. Mm -hmm. Like you want to gift, gift your family, but you are thankful that you have what you have, but you're like, I want to do something a little different. So the gift of membership sounds like a really cool and different gift. Are there, tell me about the tiers. Yeah. And also a gift for someone that you don't know what to get or someone who's a history buff. Um, But they start at individual levels Mm -hmm. um, at $50 a year, which is a steal for as many times as you can come to the museum and to member exclusive events. Um, And they go all the way up to families and even beyond that so there's kind of something for everyone there's a student level and members are going to get exclusive access to 
dressing the Abbey events. They're going to get tickets first before the public gets them. And so that alone is going to be, yeah, because we expect some of these events to sell out. We fully expect them to. I have seen lines outside. I mean, that, that, that makes your heart happy. It does. Because both of you, and again, your team, because I know you're both about team, but you're making it cool. Yeah. To, to to learn and, and like want to be inside and, and 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 take this information and take it on for generations to come. Mm-hmm. Um, we would be remiss if we didn't point out the Africa Town Heritage House. That's another connector. How so? This will be the fourth site that the History Museum of Mobile operates, and um, truly, we we could talk about this for hours. It's <laughs> it's without a, a doubt the um, really consequential, important work that the History Museum. Has, has been privileged to be part of. Um, so the History Museum is curating the exhibition that's going to be installed in the Africatown Heritage House, which is right in the heart of Africatown, adjacent to the Mobile County Training School. It's currently under construction. It's almost done. And then when that opens in 2023, we'll operate it as a fourth site. It tells the story um, from its West African origins all the way through the re- uh, founding and establishment of the remarkable community of Africatown. We've worked really closely with the community um, and with the descendant community, both local and, and nationally, to curate this exhibition, to um, create a physical place where visitors will be able to learn about the story. And the pieces of the shipwreck that have been recovered from the Mobile River will be on view there. They're on loan from the Alabama Historical Commission. Fascinating all the way around. As we wrap up, I I think the most important question of all of this is, uh, I'll start with you, Melissa. Um, What's the best part of your job? I get to go to work at a museum every day. It's so much fun. I mean, like the wall of portraits that hang outside of our offices. It's just there's so much visually. There's so much to learn. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a, I have fun every day. They're staring. <laughs> no, you feel like they're staring at you sometimes. I don't know. They don't creep me out. I think some people get creeped out by them, but I think they're beautiful. I love old paintings. <laughs> walk, walk really fast. <laughs> just don't look. Don't make eye contact. You'll be fine. <laughs> what about you, Meg? I always say that a good museum would be one where you come and you learn about mobile history and you you come away knowing things that you didn't know before and you had an engaging experience that's a really good museum and that's that's a good thing but a great museum is where you come away knowing something about yourself um, about why your world looks the way that it does Um, history is about the past but it is just as much about the present about understanding why our world looks the way that it does and about forging our future together and so my favorite part of my job is seeing that happen for people seeing that moment where people understand something and you can see it in their eyes um about themselves or about the world around them that aha moment that light bulb comes Mm -hmm. on well you know um you are a recipient of a number of awards five-time recipient of the best museum nappies Mm -hmm. congratulations ladies mobile bay's uh, people's choice award love that in 2021 the museum received two awards for innovative programming the main street mobiles uh chairman certificate and visit mobiles mobbies or mobies depending on how you know you want to say it and you are uh, probably going to co-host the 2024 american association of state and local history conference it's a national conference we're excited about that that says something i mean not only is the city watching but the world is watching and and you have put on quite a display and you have much to be proud of and i'm so happy that you joined me today and that you shared 
all of this with our friends because now they're your friends too. <laughs> um, Melissa, go ahead and give me that website so that they can follow up if they'd like to. Yeah, it's historymuseumofmobile.com and all the information's there and follow us on social media as well. And if you'd like to, you know, do it the old-fashioned way and call, someone will answer the phone, 251-208-7569. And the History Museum is of Mobile. It's located at 111 South Royal Street here in Mobile, the heart of the city. Thank you so much. Thanks Thanks for having having us. us. Anytime. I'm thankful for both of you. And thank you for listening to 251 Now with Kelly Finley. Have a great Sunday. We'll see you back here same time, same place next week. Tune in every Sunday for 251 Now with Kelly Finley. Presented by Spring Hill College. 730 to 8 a.m. Right here on The Sound of Mobile.